0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us, Michael Warren, reporter for the Weekly Standard, who's been covering a small man and a big job. And i got to tell you, Michael, when I first saw the headline, I immediately thought Harry Reid. Okay, take it back. I immediately thought Fred Barnes, but then I switched. No, I'm kidding. I love I love Fred. I kid because I love. Uh, what do you mean by a small man and a big job?
1: Well uh, I think if you uh, if you read the piece uh, you'll uh, you know a reader would would see that uh, that that Harry Reid is is really in a big position a very important position he's the he's the majority leader of the Senate uh, that's effectively the the floor leader he decides what uh, the Senate votes on what the Senate doesn't vote on how uh, the rules are are followed. How stringently the rules of the Senate are followed, and uh, the, the the majority leader has a, a lot of power, and that's certainly true for Harry Reid. But at the same time, you have this sort of disconnect between that power and that responsibility, and uh, the the man himself, who who appears to be very small, very petty, and political. Uh, this is not just Republicans who who have seen this and 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 have been affected by it. Uh, Democrats as well. Uh, have have felt the wrath of Harry Reid. Uh, Before we
0: get to the specific in, yes. examples that you give in this great piece at Com, I want to apply it to the breaking news today of President Obama coming out and, in essence, announcing there will be no compromise on the budget period. You are going – on the debt ceiling. You are going to raise the debt ceiling. I'm going to spend the money. Nothing is going to change. Uh, will Harry – is Harry Reid one of the reasons why the president feels comfortable making such an absolutist uh, statement after complaining about the absolutists?
1: It certainly makes it uh, easier for the president to do that. Uh, uh, Harry Reid has, has done an excellent job uh, on the PR question of, of, of the, all of these debt and budget related uh, battles that, that seem to happen every few months uh, in Congress and, and with the president. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot of, uh, on the trail uh, last uh, last year about the Republican Congress, President Obama likes to talk about the Republican Congress. Harry Reid likes to talk about the Republican Congress. Uh, of course, that ignores the fact that the Senate is actually controlled by the Democrats. Right. And uh, if we're going to talk about congressional uh, intransigence, at least half of that has to has to be on the on the uh, fault of uh, de- Democrats in the Senate, because uh, and particularly Harry Reid, because uh, they are in control of that body. Uh, but this this certainly helps. Uh, Harry Reid is is very good at putting the blame on John Boehner, putting the blame on Republicans, and putting the the blame on Republicans in the Senate is is, is actually where he gets a lot of his power. But he, how can uh, a
0: Senate cha- uh, a leader who hasn't passed a budget since April 29, 2009, which you, Michael Warren, point out in your uh, Weekly Standard article, how can he possibly have any high ground when it comes to the issue of debt, deficits, and budgets?
1: Well, I found in, in my reading and research and reporting on this story that uh, if you uh, if you really have no shame uh, when it comes <laughs> to these things, you can you can
0: sort of sleep at night uh, and get away with a lot of things. It works uh, well in talk radio too, just a Michael Warren. But <laughs> so you're saying that Harry Reid he knows that they haven't passed a budget. He knows that the uh, Senate bears part of the responsibility. and His whole attitude is, "What difference does it make as long as the voters don't figure out?" It's, it's hard to tell
1: exactly what he knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, o- only he can know that. Uh, I've heard a, a couple differing theories. One is that, uh, yes, he, no- he does know this, but he also knows that it's uh, to his political advantage to – continue casting blame on on the republicans and he does seem to sort of live for short-term political gain even if in the long term he uh, uh you know, things you know whether whether it's the senate that uh, as an institution is destroyed or or the uh, or the democrats in, in the long run will be hurt by by as you know looking like they're not serious about these important issues uh so in that way he's he's, uh, he's a political keynesian uh, and and i've also heard theories that uh Maybe he really doesn't doesn't even realize that uh, he's sort of speaking this double speak when it comes to uh, it comes to responsibility and, and who's uh, who's to blame. Uh, he's he's uh, he's often uh, said some some. I think I point out in the piece that uh, he will he will frequently promise things to his fellow senators. Right. Yes, I'll give you a vote on that amendment. Or sure, we'll put, we'll bring that bill up. Uh, And then only to turn around days or weeks later and say, no, I I never promised that. Uh, It's hard to tell whether or not he he is uh, – he actually believes that he never promised that, but but that's uh, part of the uh, enigma that is here.
0: Michael Warren, you write in the Weekly Standard, quote, in his six years as Democratic Majority Leader, Reid has done more institutional damage to the Senate than any leader in history. Really, any leader in history. Uh,
1: that is a that is a uh, it's quite a statement to make, but I I do believe it, in, and it's in this sense, uh, the the Senate is a, a rules based body, and it depends on rule and it depends on precedent uh, about what happens in the future, and uh, in, and what Harry Reid has been doing uh, over the last six years uh, is sort of sort of dictatorial. He's he's been. Uh, policing what senators are able to debate and discuss and amend to bills this is something that uh, that is very important for uh, for senators in both parties uh, throughout history has been the, uh, the the right for a senator to to debate and the right for a senator to amend uh, and get their sort of sort of say their piece and 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 uh, and and bring in to the discussion maybe issues that that wouldn't get uh, discussed. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's not interesting like the
0: that the the tradition of the Senate was it was more important to be a senator than it was to be a Republican or Democrat, and I think you can see the. Uh, the tide of ideology as the Republicans, and Democrats move farther right and left, that there's – you have senators who are willing to put up with abuse that in a previous generation of Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he wouldn't have accepted it from a Republican or a Democrat in leadership. He would have said, hey, wait a minute. We're talking about senators here.
1: I think I think that there is uh, an element of that still there, the old bulls. Uh, Carl Levin from from Michigan mm-hmm. is uh, as liberal as they get, but uh, he's also – uh, been in the Senate for a while and, and respects those institutions, but you also have this problem of, uh, of, of several senators, younger senators, some of them who came directly from the House to the Senate. People like Jeff Merkley from Oregon and the uh, uh, the Udall cousins, the one from New Mexico and the one from Colorado, who've never served in the minority in the Senate. They've only been in the majority, right? And they uh, they they don't like the fact that minority uh, senators, Republican senators, can hold things up. They're wondering, why can't we just get what we want done? Well, that may be the way the House works. It's not It's not the way the Senate works, but if if they get their way and Harry Reid gets his way, uh, it may be what, what the, the House – excuse me, the Senate may just be sort of a super-duper House. Uh, that's not exactly what the founders had in mind.
0: If some in the majority had their way and overruled the Senate parliamentarian and the rules of the Senate were illegally changed so that the majority ruled tyrannically – then the Senate billed to all as the world's greatest liberative body would cease to exist. Those are the words of That's Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Uh, <laughs> and interestingly he had just he has now done what he complained about using the rules of the majority to deny the minority uh straight up votes and to even get around the uh the uh the uh cutting off debate rules. It's pretty amazing.
1: Well, you know, this is I, I suppose that uh double talk like that happens in mm-hmm. Washington uh uh, with with every politician, but but Harry Reid has has sort of perfected it. Uh, it's a, he, he, it's it's an art for him.
0: Uh, one last question for you: We're talking to Michael Warren, his new piece in the Weekly Standard on a Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, a small man and a big job. Of all the bizarre things Harry Reid has say has said, including t- telling a a not small lady he's quote my favorite big woman close quote. What is your favorite Harry Reid oddball moment?
1: Well that, that may be my favorite just mm-hmm. because I think it... Uh, it, it, but it's actually a moment right after that moment. So uh, he's he's in the White House. Mm-hmm. He's waiting outside the Oval Office for President Obama, and he and he mentions this to this West Wing staffer. He says, "You're my favorite big woman," and uh, and and Valerie Jarrett is my favorite small woman. And then he clarifies. He you know he <laughs> al- almost as if he realized maybe he said something he shouldn't have. <laughs> he says, "No, no, I'm sorry. You're my favorite big woman in the White House." So wow. I you know it's sort of uh, the, the, in his mind probably. Uh, lessening the blow
0: but but i assume that uh, harry reed has a series of big women across the country i mean (laughs) i bet if you checked out his ipod right now you'd hear fat bottom girls by queen cranking in who knows what to assume with harry reed Uh, michael warren with the weekly standard thanks so much for giving us a preview of your uh, latest piece for the weekly standard magazine thanks a lot michael that's the weekly standard podcast be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates